Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I love fangs. 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 Fangs has only been out for a year. Fangs. Fangs. Big Fangio. Fangs. I know Fangs has been out of the game, you know, this past year, but I, I know that he's someone who I would assume pays attention. Fangs. Hey. Fangs. His defenses in Denver were always very good. Fangs. 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 Big Fangio. Fangs. I, I love, love Fangs. We are uniquely situated to talk about Vic Fangio on this show. We were there before it was cool. Only because we like the nickname. Our friend Josh Appel, who's the public address announcer for the Miami Marlins and uh, also, you know, heard nationally on Sports USA for big NFL games, uh, he is a huge Dolphins fan and a South Florida guy, and he's also been a big proponent of the Dolphins getting Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. So we will assume that Vic Fangio is signed, sealed, and delivered, even though there may be a couple of bumps before he's actually signed, sealed, and delivered. But working under the assumption, Appel, that the Dolphins actually have Vic Fangio as the D.C., with the talent that the Dolphins do have on defense, what would the addition of him mean? Well, first of all, hello. Always good to talk to you guys. Uh, Look. Eight of his last 11 years running a defense, they've been top 10 in, in points allowed per game. So right there, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a guy that's well-prepared, as you heard in the montage, someone that pays attention. And uh, look, he's one of the most his well- own montage. <laughs> Listen, I have to call it out because every time I hear it, it gets more ridiculous that it's the piece of analysis that I use talking about Nick Fangio. Anyway, do you notice that uh, in the montage, his his analysis is that he his analysis is that he pays attention. Well, he's it was it. he's been at, he's been out of the game, but I would assume. No, I said I know that I would assume that he paid attention <laughs> while he was out of it. It really you can't get any better than that. Um, <laughs> this Josh Boyer didn't even watch football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you said that, not me. <laughs> no idea <laughs> when they were playing, who they were playing. <laughs> um, Look, uh, I think that it can only go well, barring you know health concerns that the Dolphins had last year. He's widely regarded as one of the best defensive minds in the modern era of this game. So if it's hopefully done, then it's a huge get for Mike McDaniel. And Josh did the – the, Josh did the, the – Wow, what happened there? Wow, what happened? Oh, that's you. Um, Bad planning. <laughs> closes the cover. <laughs> that doesn't work. What just happened? <laughs> We're trying to get this uh this video to to show thing going the stream yard and they were both on but they were the audio was off so I was yelling at myself. Nice. <laughs> yep. But now it's out of here. But Josh, I was gonna ask you because because this and I love the Dolphins to death. But if you're a Vic Fangio. The other side of it is that the 49ers, uh, the, the assumption is D'Amico Ryan is going to get a head coaching job somewhere. They said the Texans, and now Fangio can go there with the potential defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa, with the number one defense. 
Does that scare you a little bit? That was a one team that I wouldn't think would show it that I didn't want to show interest because that might be a little more sexier than the Dolphin defense. I think that is a legitimate concern. I think that would probably be the better job. And what are you guys doing? I just said we're under the assumption that Vic Fangio is the DC. Maybe. Well, maybe. All right. I'm not so certain. <laughs> Um, look, it, it's a legitimate concern if, in fact, it's not actually done. I just have a hard time believing that it's not going to happen considering the guys like Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter and, and our good friend Baz Jackson and guys like that. They're not going and running with this and reporting this if they don't have it concrete that it's correct. I mean, it's just not like Tom Pelissero works for the outlet that is run by the league. I have a hard time believing that this won't eventually get done. It it does give me some pause that Fangs, for whatever reason, is telling certain reporters that nothing is done yet. I don't understand that because it seems like there are, there are different pieces of information going on here. And I also uh, know that McDaniel and Fangs have the same agent. So it, it, it seems like there's, there's a lot of different things here at play. San Francisco is obviously a great spot and somewhere he's been before and somewhere he's had success before. Um, so... I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would hope that it wouldn't happen for the Dolphins' sake, but I also wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure I could blame him. And look, as as great of a candidate as, as Fangs is, there are still other good defensive coordinator candidates out there. It just, you know, it's Fangs. It is Fangs. What does it say, though, about the Dolphins, though, and Stephen Ross, that they would make him, because the, the report was that he'll be the highest-paid coordinator in the league. What does it say to you about the organization? I'm not sure you could really blame the organization on if, if he decides to no, go I'm to not San talking Francisco. about if he decides to go anywhere. I'm saying when he comes to Miami and becomes the highest-paid coordinator, what does that tell you about the Dolphins and Stephen Ross? So, I mean, if he chooses to go to San Francisco, I don't think you can, think you can blame him. He's not going to no, San Francisco. I mean, I this think... is nonsense. Like, we're all getting caught up. Like, <laughs> like he's not going. He's coming to the Miami Dolphins. He's probably going to sign the contract today. How do you know? Because why would Barry Jackson report it? Baz, um, <laughs> look, uh, I think that it, it just confirms what we've always known about Stephen Ross, and that is that he will spend and do whatever he can to do what he thinks will make this organization into a Super Bowl contender. I mean, that's from giving a ton of money to Indomitian Sioux to renovating the entire stadium and making it a, a global uh hosting site for so many different things um he has never been afraid to spend big in free agency or you know make big or you know approve big trades or take big swings whether those work out that's another story but he's never been afraid to actually do it um so i think that you know him ponying up the money for the best defensive coordinator candidate on the market goes in line with everything he's always done as owner of the dolphins and what do you think this one, this narrative, it gets to me when people are like, oh, well, if Fangs comes, then he'll figure out how to get Bradley Chubb going again. Bro, I played with Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas. They were with Jimmy Johnson. They were pro bowlers. They went to damn uh, Nick Saban. They were pro bowlers. In between was some interim head coach. They were still pro bowlers. Do you think that Vic Fangio can get Bradley Chubb to be better, know what he's doing? Like, do you, do you fall into that narrative that Nick Chubb will be better with Fangs? I think it's – certainly something to consider i mean fangs i was the head coach when he got drafted in in denver i mean they have experience together and we know chubb raised his profile obviously originally with the broncos um i, I think that you know the longer that 
Chubb plays here and plays opposite Jalen Phillips in a scheme that maybe is more well-suited to what Chubb's strengths are as opposed to maybe what Boyer was running, maybe that unlocks something else in Bradley Chubb. But, again, I would also say that, you know, Chubb commands attention on one side, opening things up for the other guys. So maybe while we weren't exactly satisfied with Chubb's overall production, you don't ever know like what impact he had on a guy like Jalen Phillips on the other side, you know, really breaking out uh, the second half of the season. And I would also say, as we talked about last, uh, you know, after the Bills game, you know, for as close as Bradley Chubb had come to get to the quarterback, like he had one of the biggest sack fumbles of the season for the Dolphins uh, in that in that playoff game. He got there. I, I can't remember if they recovered that one or not, but he still got the sack fumble. I mean, it was in a big spot and a huge play late in that game. And he came up big with a play uh, when they needed it. Josh Appel is with us, and I know we, you know, who knows what to believe because one reporter says this, another reporter says that. But over the weekend, the Dolphins apparently made it very clear that they are not in the market for Tom Brady. So if we accept that as an actual story, does it surprise you? Or uh, does it make it feel good as a Dolphins fan that that circus is not going to be part of the offseason? I'm a Dolphins fan when I come on this show. When I do my broadcast, I am right down the middle, unbiased and professional. With that said, um, I'm not surprised at all, and the the fan in me agrees with that decision. I, like I told you guys last week when you asked me this, I, I just I, Tom Brady at 47 years old after the season he just had, like, two is a better player right now. When they're both healthy, which is a big caveat, obviously, like, two is the better player. Like, Tom Brady was not good last season. And I'm not interested in him a year older in that condition. That's just my personal opinion, and I don't think cap-wise it makes much sense for me either because they still got Tua on his rookie contract this year, which means they still can address other needs. Tom's come in here. He's not making $7 million. He's going to make a lot more than that. So for a variety of reasons, um, I'm glad that they are sticking with Tua um, as opposed to you know bringing in Tom, a 47-year-old Tom Brady who, again, this is not the guy who's just leaving New England and going to Tampa. This is a guy who's played three more years in the league, and the last we saw him looked terrible. So, And, and Josh, to the point about who – they're going to bring somebody in. But like you're saying, with Tua, you know, he's a discount, I would say, quote, unquote. None of – they're, they're all making a bunch of money. But can you bring, like, a Jimmy G in? Because he would have a real contract with real money. Can you bring a guy in that makes more than Tua to, I guess, back him up, compete with him, whatever you want to say? Here's my hesitation with Jimmy G. Like, people talk about the injury issues with Tua. Aren't we always talking about Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with some kind of injury every single season? I mean, part of the reason that Brock Purdy, or the reason why Brock Purdy played down the stretch of the season for San Francisco is because Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt again. Like, he has legitimate health concerns too. And I'm not sure the that the ability between the two, like there's that much of a gap where it would make it worth it for the Dolphins to bring in a guy like Jimmy G. I think there are other good backups available in free agency that you could bring in that are capable of playing at a, at a higher level than Teddy Bridgewater did last year and a higher level than Skylar Thompson played uh, in the last two games. I don't think they need to be going and spending big on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo to bring him in to compete with Tua when you know some of the same concerns you have about Tua are there with Jimmy Garoppolo. Not only is Josh Appel a fan of the Miami Dolphins, he should be the radio voice of the Miami Dolphins. I think everybody agrees with that. He is the best play-by-play man uh, that we, uh, well, I shouldn't say that 
we have on this show because we have a lot of good ones on this show. But Josh is extremely talented. He should be the uh, radio voice for the Miami Dolphins. Don't say anything. About- he should be the radio voice <laughs> of the Miami Dolphins. I'm uh, not going to acknowledge that part. I was going to acknowledge the other thing about the play-by-play announcers that appear on your show. I'm the best play-by-play announcer from Sports USA and Stadium that appears. That's on fair. The show. I, I will give. You, I'll give you the nod on that because I don't. <laughs> do they have any others, or are you it? <laughs> no, we do. But you just don't have them on your show. All right, fair well, maybe we should. Uh, before we run out of time, what are your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup? The line has fluctuated wildly since it first came out, but. It'll be Eagles and Chiefs. Who do you like initially? Not that you won't be able to massage that thought uh, over the next couple of weeks. I, I like Philadelphia. I, I really do. And I'll tell you what, Patrick Mahomes, not that I didn't doubt his greatness or have a lack of respect for him as Orlando Brown so eloquently yelled <laughs> during Patrick Mahomes' postgame interview. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Who doesn't respect Patrick Mahomes? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> What person doesn't respect him? <laughs> it's uh, like when LeBron but, did the, uh, the 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 haters, the the season against the haters or whatever, or the yeah. like the doubters, doubters. Like, like people hate, but they didn't doubt. <laughs> like where did that come from? The the guy the guy from the Georgia football team who after they won said, "Oh, people picked us to go seven and five. <laughs> who who said that? <laughs> His grandpa, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like who? Nobody, nobody. Well, I was gonna say nobody. Anyways, um. I think I like the Eagles in this. Mahomes showed me a, a lot, obviously last night or yeah, it was last night. Usually I come on a Tuesday, so I'm a little disoriented. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that that's the Fangs <laughs> news. The, the Fangs news. Yeah. Play the montage one the more place. time, just because this is why. Well, we're I didn't finish my on. analysis. Yet. I know I'm going to give you a chance for your analysis, but I want <laughs> people to know why you're on today. <laughs> well, we don't have it. We <laughs> lost it. We lost. It. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I love that. <laughs> Fangs, fangs, fangs. Fangs. Fangs has only been out for a year. Fangs. Fangs, Vic Fangio. Fangs. I know Fangs has been out of the game, you know, this past year, but I, I know that he's someone who I would assume pays attention. Fangs. Hey. Fangs. His defenses in Denver were always very good. Fangs. Fangs. Fangs, Vic Fangio. Fangs. I, I love, love Fangs. All right, what were you saying about the Eagles? They blow everybody out. You know, you know they pay, they pay attention. They pay attention. Yeah, they pay attention. It seems like Nick Sirianni pays attention. You know, look, they they're obviously going to have a, a tough task with Mahomes. Two more weeks to heal the ankle. Um, he obviously proved a lot that he could play on it uh, yesterday. I was of the belief that that would ultimately do them in, uh, but Burrow didn't play as well as I thought he was going to, and so uh, it'll be a hobbled Chiefs team against the Eagles, who have unbelievably played such a soft schedule and had such a soft path to get here but at the same time it's not like they're putzing around with any of these opponents they're blowing them out by 20 and 30 points and they're resting their starters in back-to-back playoff games at the end so i i don't really buy into that narrative with the eagles i'm sure my opinion could change but my my gut says philadelphia in this can we get that on the uh the headline of the website solana Josh Appel, colon, Eagles not putzing around. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> Eagles not putzing around. I think uh, that will cut through all demographics. We'll have more clicks on that story than we've ever had before. There's I mean, your, this is what I bring to your show. There's your Super Coaches Bowl Coaches pay analysis. attention. Eagles don't putz around. Where do you get better analysis than that? <laughs> that is excellent. Eagles not putzing around. They're going for it this time. <laughs> Don't disrespect them. <laughs> we'll see you, Josh. We love you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. There you go. Josh Appel. Not putzing around. He is on the Eagles. <laughs> putzing around. Putzing around. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.